Hey kids, you're about to listen to a comedy podcast. That means another medical advice. If you need medical advice, medical care, please contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast featuring Dr. London Smith. When it comes to health and fitness, the doctor means business. Introducing your host, Dr. London Smith. Hello, and welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast where we discuss fitness and health, and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, Dr. LennonSmith.com. I'd like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We have received some feedback about the excessive amount of technical medical terms that I've been using, such as basophilic stippling and poker face. So I'll try to temper my terminology to a simpler one in the future. Here to help with that is our producer, Cameron. Hey, Dr. London, we actually have a very, very exciting sponsor today for oh. today's episode. Great. Yes. Finally. Dr. London, have you ever been to a murder mystery party? Uh, yes. Not the yes. kind where you oh. go to a special dinner and there's like professional actors there, but the kind where you get to play sort of different parts and everyone tries to solve a mystery. I once upon a time, yes, I did try this, and is that what we're about to do, or is that? Oh, well, I mean, it's not what we're about to do, but it oh, is—it's okay. sort of an innovation on that product. Okay, I've done it too. It's a ton of fun, but this new product that is sponsoring our show—it's Mr. Murphy's Murder Mansion, and okay. this sort of elevates the concept of a murder mystery party by bringing in true crime elements. Do you know about true crime? Yeah, those are the ones that are uh, based on reality as opposed to the, the fictional yes. crimes. So it's either Netflix documentaries that okay. sort of add a lot of speculation to things, or it's people on a subreddit sort of just accusing people of things. Okay, so, so yeah, the subreddits are where true crime culture thrives, and that's, yes. that's where it comes from, really, ultimately. Yeah, I mean, that's really sort of the hub. And this sort of brings elements in, and Dr. London, you and your friends will be solving a real-life murder, not just sort of a made-up mystery. Okay. But you and your friends will be solving a real-life cold case. The case will be transitioned over to you. You will be the point person. Their families will be contacting you and letting you know sort of like, you know, the mayor is going to be calling you up and, and sort mm-hmm. of harassing you and saying, why, you know, why is it taking so long to, to get a suspect? The job is now yours and your responsibility. Okay. Yeah, great. So am, am I also coordinating the Reddit aspect? That's where I'm, what I'm wondering here. Or is that against me? Is that going to be criticizing me as the point? Well, leader? so as the point person in this case, the Reddit is just more of a hassle, just like a real police officer where it really doesn't benefit anyone. And it just sort of makes the whole situation worse and more difficult to investigate. That's just a, a consequence that you have to deal with now that you've taken on this, you know, usually national focused case okay well yeah that sounds and that's, so that's kit one oh, okay London. there's actually two different kits that you can choose from that is the i believe 49.99 kit okay and for the 59.99 kit you will not be dealing with a cold case that happened in the past dr london you're going to be making your own case right now at the beginning of the game what you're going to do is you're going to go ahead and commit a murder and then you get to hide the clues around your house or maybe in the yard and you get to have a lot of fun with hiding the clues as your friends and family try to solve 
you know, who did this? So do I invite all the friends and family over to, to open the, that kit? And then I like, it's like a, like a game of clue where like, it's just a, which part of the house who had the murder weapon? Is it like that? I just want to make sure how early do I involve uh, the friends and family? Are you ask are you asking if you're gonna kill someone before your friends and family get there or or are you killing one of your friends and family? I would say that's up to you. Okay. I guess whenever we talk about it, you know, like how many players are in the game, I guess maybe that's if, if we all start the game together, then I I guess I'm wondering how many of us are there at the beginning? No, how many of us are in on it? I mean, it's all part of the game, so I guess it's just whoever you decide to tell. Okay. And because they all know it's a game, they will know if you tell them. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. You're an adult. You can do whatever you want. I guess I don't understand the question. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I'm confusing it too the much. The box is basically just you kill someone, you, whoever you want. And then you hide a bunch of clues around your house uh, and make your friends and family kind of solve the mystery together. Okay. So, so, so the box, does it contain anything for the second kit? Yeah, it contains like $59.99 worth of, I don't know, like knives and maybe, maybe everyone's got a fun name with like an accent they have to do. Okay. I don't and know. I, I don't out. have the product. Okay. okay we okay. do need... So you are an important part of this because if you were to be playing this game, kind of in either piece, you would be consulted to do like an autopsy and right. to do all the medical side of, mm-hmm. of kind of all of this. You would actually, I mean, you'd sort of end up being uh, someone who testifies in court almost certainly. Yeah. This will, this will be the next seven, eight years of your life, essentially. You're dealing with appeals. You're going to be dealing, even after someone's convicted, you're going to be dealing with all sorts of things. I mean, this will be a major facet of your life is dealing with these court cases as the okay. doctor. And that's a fun role that you get. And so it would, they really, really want your verbal endorsement, Dr. Linden. If you can just go ahead and say, Mr. Murphy's murder mansion is Mr. the Murphy's most. Mr. Murphy's murder mansion is the most. And then just whatever you want. It's the most uh, of them. And you endorse it. Mm. It's got Dr. London's seal of approval. Uh, all right. So, um, well, so, so we'll look forward to that. Uh, and we, we love our sponsors. So it's great to, great to have a sponsorship. Great to kind of keep this thing afloat because we are always a little bit worried about uh, losing funding and really running out of. Yep. And so that's here. why you're just going to go ahead and say, I endorse yeah. this Mr. Murphy's Murder Mansion, Dr. London. And Mr. Murphy's Murder Mansion. Uh, so, so that was okay, producer- DJ Dylan, can you, DJ Dylan, can you enhance that and slow it down and make it sound just normal? Yes. Okay, great. Okay, perfect. We're good. Well, and, and speaking of which, so that was our producer Cameron, but we also have Digital in the House. Murder Mansion, 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 Murder
what you're gonna do is you're gonna go ahead and commit a murder. Commit a murder. Commit a murder. Mr. Murphy's. Mr. Murphy's. Murder Nation. Mr. Murphy's. Murder Nation. Commit murder. Commit murder. Commit murder. And later, Cameron tells him he can expect some uh, special guests. That's right, Dr. London. All right, uh, but before we move on, I would like to address a bit of listener feedback. This note comes from Your Secret Crush. The note reads, quote, Your grandson is very handsome. Tell him to look at the camera next time he has his photo taken. End quote. Uh, I, so... Trying to remember which of who who does the grandson belong to at this point? I know we were trading off. Uh, I mean, canonically, I I believe I have a grandson who is six or seven years older than me, right? Yeah, but we were swapping. That's like I don't know. I felt like he was kind of too much of a burden on you, and you kept pushing him at me. Uh, but okay, so your grandson. I, last I remember, I packed him up a little goodie bag to leave my house to go on an adventure to your house. Okay. This again, this is a 37-year-old man, but I packed yeah. him a little backpack with like a bologna sandwich and some fruit and stuff mm-hmm. like that and be like, okay, you're off to, off to Mr. London's house. And so I don't know if he made it or not. Okay. And that was how, how many years ago was that? That was, ooh, let's see. He was 37 at That's, the time. But. Yeah, he, so he was 37 at the time. I mean, this would have had to have been, I mean, that, like, Scrubs was on, but it had gotten bad. Okay, so that last season, that yeah, extra Yeah, so maybe, season. like, what, like, 2008? Okay, yeah. Um, okay, so 2008, he was 37. I, we don't need to do the math on that, but it, uh, just... You know what? I assume he's listening. Um, so I guess this is a note for for him, your grandson. Uh, look at the camera next time you have your photo taken. Just yep. look at it. Look at the lens. It's weird at first, but we all got used to it. Um, anyway, thank you to our listeners for uh, sending that in. Uh, now for today's medical topic, ulcerative colitis. Ulcerative colitis is a condition that, like Crohn's disease, falls under the category of 
inflammatory bowel disease, which is an idiopathic disorder that presents with diarrhea, blood in the stool, weight loss, and fever. Extra-intestinal manifestations that can be identical to either type of inflammatory bowel disease include arthralgias, uveitis, uh, iritis, uh, skin manifestations such as erythematidosum and pyoderma gangrenosum, and sclerosing uh, cholangitis. And that last one is this more This is one of those seen. things that... But, sorry to interrupt, Dr. London. I know you you want me to interrupt more, and I've sort of been cooling off lately, but... This is one of those things where, yeah, if you have all of these things, like you were listing like diarrhea, uh, blood stool, you had uh, mm. whatever your, your site is sort of like going, it sort of becomes sort of just like a pin pinhole. All these different things. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily yeah. mean anything is wrong with you. No, I, like not not emotionally necessarily like you're still a like a courageous person you're still a good person okay. who you yeah. know loves and cares and takes cares of other people and all these other things are sort of secondary it's vanity really like oh do i care about looking sick or not or whatever you know yeah or do i care about like you know problems with my the gallbladder and whatever i, I feel like you do kind of care about that stuff and just, just not in the the vanity way it's more of a just oh i'm i'm obsessed with looking like uh my gallbladder is fine i'm i'm obsessed with making sure everyone knows my gallbladder is fine it's like okay or you could just live with you know continuous jaundice you know never st- stopping jaundice and diarrhea yeah so that's uh, so so the sclerosing cholangitis and is that so bad well i it, it seems kind of ba- it seems difficult i guess to to live with it but then okay. again, a lot of us carry many burdens that are difficult to live with. Well, I mean, I could coming from you who has lived such an easy peasy life, it's not surprising you would say, "Oh, that's difficult." Okay, okay, yeah. No, this is my elitism. But... For a boy, for a boy who's always had a you know heated, soft, comfy toilet seat, the idea of having to sit on a normal person's toilet seat and have diarrhea is just oh disgusting and that's just so painful you say that i always like no that's just real life dr london for us common men sitting on a hard painful toilet and having diarrhea every day is a part of the common man's life well okay because i don't always have the warm toilet seat remember that time we went camping and i i couldn't like i had the lighter under it and i couldn't get it warm but i still i was i was okay yeah for most of the well, trip. and you couldn't you couldn't reach the plug either. That was a big part of it. There wasn't a there wasn't an outlet in the bathroom. Yeah, on the and so you couldn't plug it in, and so you couldn't do yeah either the electric or because you have the option either electric or gas. Yeah. your your heating <laughs> options for the toilet seat you sort of bring. Yeah, and I I but but to my point, I feel like it was fine. Like I I toughed it out. Yeah, you, I mean, you yelped the second. Yeah, and you you sat on which it is a, as loud as could. That's be. That's the normal bodily reaction to that, though. Okay. Okay. So, so um, anyway, as I was saying, uh, sclerosing cholangitis. Uh, that's actually more frequently seen in ulcerative colitis, which is our focus today. Uh, additionally, all forms of irritable bowel disease are associated with anemia. So, both forms of irritable bowel disease can lead to colon cancer. Ulcerative colitis, which once again is our focus, uh, it's distinct from Crohn's disease in that it is curable by surgery, has only mucosal involvement, and does not form fistulas, abscesses, obstructions, nor perianal disease. That's unlike Crohn's disease. 
But it doesn't mean you're a bad person just because you have all this stuff. It doesn't mean that you can't play guitar and you can't, you know, you know, hit a baseball really far, Dr. London. Yeah, no, I've uh I've worked with people who've had some of these diseases and they were they were nice people. I I feel like I'm not trying to throw a stigma on anyone through this. Well, you are. You're saying, hey, if you know anyone who has all this stuff, ew, they're anemic and they are, you know, you know, let's be honest, pissing out of their butt. Okay. Ew, they're so gross. Did ew, I, like, let's make fun of them. I hate them. I feel like I said a lot of what you said, except for the ew, gross, I hate, the, like, but, but in, in any case, uh, so, so diagnostic um, testing includes endoscopy, which is the most accurate test. Uh, if the diagnosis is still unclear, serologic testing may be done, and that would typically show a positive anti-neutrophil cytoplasmic antibody test uh, in ulcerative colitis. So because ulcerative colitis can cause colon cancer, we screen for that cancer, and that screening should occur after 8 to 10 years of colonic involvement with colonoscopy every 1 to 2 years. Treatment includes steroids for acute exacerbations of all irritable bowel diseases and 5-ASA derivatives such as mesalamine for chronic maintenance of remission. Uh, if the disease is limited to the rectum, which can happen in ulcerative colitis, patients may receive mesalamine. Um, isothioprine and 6-mecaptopurine are used to wean patients off the steroids. Remember, we said that they were used for acute exacerbations. Um, calcium and vitamin D. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, so calcium and vitamin D are also given. Um, treatment beyond this can be complex to navigate, but it's important to note that ulcerative colitis can be cured with colectomy, but surgery is not you know, the routine treatment for any, uh, any form of irritable bowel disease. And I, I would argue it's even more important to know that, you know, just because you, you know, your stomach hurts and your colon hurts and all these, all of these different things, that doesn't mean that your, you know, your vote politically doesn't count. It doesn't mean that you're not, you don't have relationships with family members or that you don't love people or that, and that you're some gross monster who has to live in the sewer, sort of like Dr. London is implying. Okay. Yeah. I, you know what? I, p- politically. Just because. And I'm going to be, I'm trying to be as sort of medically honest, but also, you know, kind about this. Just because you're whizzing dookie juice sort of just straight out of your little starfish down there, brown chocolate starfish, limp, limp yeah, biscuit. straight out of brown then, down. Shipping straight down. So then... That doesn't mean that, yeah, your vote politically doesn't count or that you can't run for office or anything you want to do. You're, you're just as normal as the rest of us. You know what? I guess, I guess that's what you, you know what? I think everyone who has irritable bowel disease should run for office. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that now. Well, I'm not going to say that. No, I, 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 would not, I would not say that. I think that's maybe a, a terrible idea, honestly. No, no, I think I think that these people, you know, they do show a lot of bravery. You're right, Cameron. These people do show so much bravery to overcome their th- this difficult disease that uh no, they're if they're pooping blood every day, then maybe they should if they, that's a battle they fought in private, imagine the battles they could win in public. You know what? I I actually agree that you you really won me over. Great. All right. Well, um, so, so with, with that being said, maybe we'll move on from there uh, as, as good as that conversation was. Yeah.
And if you can just clearly say, I'm Dr. London and I love Mr. Murphy's Murder Mansion. I'm Dr. London and I love Mr. Murphy's Murder. Um, I don't want to. Okay. And, and DJ Dylan, you've got that and you can enhance that. Slow it down. Yes. Oh, you can speed it up. Okay, perfect. Okay, good. Make it so- okay, great. Or bat, okay. I mean, do, should we? I mean, they paid a lot of money for this sponsor. Should we incorporate some sort of murder mystery aspect to this? I to oh to the medical lesson. It's done. I feel like we're we we already. No, I just mean like to this episode. Like before we move on to the guests. Like, should we maybe even consider? I mean, Dr. Lennon, should we be trying to solve the mystery of who stole your socks? Do you think that mystery is maybe a little too impossible to solve? Yeah, it's, that can't be done. I mean, there's... And maybe a little too dark because of how much murder is involved in this story, possibly. <sighs> okay, I feel like you you do know more than you're letting on here. But let's... let's... Well, I just mean it's like a murder mystery thing. So, I mean, if, like we got to make it like murder mystery-ish I... while still solving your real life crime. Yeah, I, so th- when the socks disappeared, they were attached to a body and it wasn't mine and the body is, was found to be deceased. So sure, that's there, but I, I just feel like that's not really a podcast thing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I won't bring it up again. I'm just, I just thought it wouldn't be, it just seemed like a great way to, to, you know, make our sponsors happy but yeah you you know let's i'll just concede to you uh, okay and i i just i'm not trying to make a whole thing but you know i'm dr london and i don't don't really care for all the murdering stuff all right cameron you said that we have uh some guests today is that right that's right dr london Wow, great. Uh, so, hello there. My name is Dr. Lennon Smith. This is our producer, Cameron. Uh, what was your name? I am called um, by this government, uh, Jeremy. This, this government has decided that I would be called Jeremy Jones, is, is my name. Okay, well, and if I could stop you there, I, I just want to be specific since it sounds specific. Which government are you? Um, the one that currently resides in uh the the north african part i mean the north american part excuse me of the the current world that we live in uh, the earth the one okay. that's around the sun okay um, so canada okay so it's Canadian no no government. i'm sorry i'm sorry oh. the, the the us the the the, the, the okay yep the the oh. usa the oh the us okay okay yes uh so the, yes. the U.S. government recognizes you as Jeremy, but is that, I mean, how do you rec- recognize yourself? Well, I choose to, you know, um, I feel like the history of humans on the earth is, is much too complex in order to just put it all into one big group and say, you're part of the American system or you're part of the... Sure, sure. You know, um, this just goes into a lot of my beliefs and understandings and realizations about where we came from and how technology moves forward and everything like that. Okay. That's- and so that's how you, that's how you recognize yourself. I, I meant more like a name. Is there a name other than, other than Jeremy that you see yourself as? Well, you have to understand that at the beginning, you know, um, 
a few thousand years ago, probably 10 or 12,000 years ago, uh, it is my belief anyways that uh, life was seeded on the planet by a group of, um, well, aliens is, I, I guess, the word, the normal word you would say. We like to call them founders. Immigrants. Um, originals. Yeah. But that, yeah, that's the word that this yeah. government would call them as aliens. Yeah. Right. Right. Or this government or any government that isn't aligned with their sort of ultimate goals of, uh, you know, kind of uh, world peace, um, the mining of natural resources that are valuable for the creation of spaceships, the sort of thing. Yeah, sure. Um, I just, you know, I've just trying, been trying to remove myself from this place and really bring myself into the full realization that... You know, I I try to serve them and not this government. You know, because they they you feel make the most sense. You feel subservient to these aliens is sort of how you how you feel. Well, I feel like they're the actual founders. You know, uh, founding fathers. No, King of England or Queen of England. No. Um, what are the other world leaders? Uh, they're all like just kind of humans. Yeah, Got or a president or a or a dictator, like a prime minister. Yes, but I have to agree with you. There, you know, they're just. What about uh, like a manager? What about like my manager at work? Yes, I. That's why I'm self-employed. Oh yeah, you don't want any. I can, you don't want anyone I above you that's not literally above you in a spaceship, basically. Right, right. That isn't sort of hovering over the the Earth shield dome that they've created, um, and you know, just keeping watch on us. You know, those are the ones that I think about at night when I look up at the stuff. Not the stars, they're, they're lights uh, sort of scanning down. Oh, okay. Down. So, you, I mean, do you have a roof? I just wanted to ask because that was my first thought when you said oh, yes. that you fall asleep staring at the stars. Okay. Yeah, there's roofs. There's a roof over part of my house. Uh, well, the place I sleep. Yeah, there's, there's a roof over a, a part of the place I sleep. Okay. Yes. Is, is it the part that you're looking at? Right now? No, I just mean when you're staring at the stars while you fall asleep. Yes. Oh, I mean, yes, I look up through the roof. I just have to move the, I just move the, um, move the cardboard box out of the way, and I just look up through the yeah. hole in the roof, straight up, and I see them. Okay, so it's more like you're looking at a cardboard box for a lot of that, and then you move it. But I, I gotta agree with it's you that it's, it is, there's a lot it of is thinking. A hole, which is the sort of the mm. absence of roof. I would say it's yeah. the only thing that is truly the opposite of the roof. Right. I don't know. A floor is, but but I I just I just want to make it clear real quick. I'm about... also pro immigration, and I I think you know people call on these oh, these good. immigrants you know illegals and all that. That's terrible. And um you know right. it's it's great to recognize that these these people are traveling. These countries, and if you could see my hands right now, I'd be making the quotation marks with my mm-hmm. fingers. These countries are just lines in the sand drawn by not our originators. You know, mm-hmm. those lights in the sky that are watching down on us right now. Yeah. Have you communicated with these, you know, lights in the sky that are talking, th- these aliens? Are we talking about Norwegians? I'm sorry. I just want to make sure I'm on the same track. I know you, you're talking about immigrants. Is this no Argentina? I don't know. I don't see country lot. I don't see borders as far as being relevant. So, so the vocabulary is going to be lost. Okay. But yes, legal or illegal aliens, whichever one. Yeah. We're all... We're all illegal aliens, if you want to say the original inhabitants of the Earth. And I was going to say that is what I want to you say, know, yes. Those were the, the reptiles, you know. Sure. Yeah. The ones that went, yeah. Um, 
Anyways, no, I'm, I'm here with Jeremy. That's my name. I'm here with uh, my good friend, Harold. Oh, hey, Harold. Um, Hi. I, I, my, I go by L. Harold. Harold's my middle name, but um, Leroy is my first name. And um, the, the, the quick story is uh, I was 11 when um, John F. Kennedy was assassinated, and they, they pinned it on Lee Harvey Oswald. And since my last name is Oswald, boy, I got to thinking about it as a kid, you know. And, uh, mm-hmm. sure. and, uh, as I went forward in life, I went to college and I met a guy that was like, yeah, I, this is, we're not getting the straight dope here and say, could you run a projector? Like I've got a, got my hand on a copy of this thing called the Zap Ruder film and I've got a slideshow and I'm going to go and give this little talk here at this uh, fraternity house. They wanted to have stir up mm-hmm. some controversy. So so I went with this guy. His name is Ross Ralston. He's now, I think, last I heard, he was a professor of uh, sociology at University of Missouri. And in back in 75, he published his first book uh, called History's Verdict, The Acquittal of Lee Harvey Oswald. Right. And I used to go around with him when we were just kids, you know, and mm-hmm. show the Zap Ruder film and show the slides. And, and he... Uh, he got me onto this. And then um, I went to this convention where there's a, a, a group of, it's like a convention for conspiracy theorists, you know? And because sure, yeah. <clears throat> piqued my interest because of the irritable ball syndrome, you know, I always want to have a booth close to the men's. And I was in there having to take care of my problem. I'm sorry. Is it because you have the problem? Yeah. Or because you're studying it? No, no. Cause I, that's just a, you know, like, like you're like Cameron said, you know, you can be a normal person, even if you have this, you know? Yeah. And, and so I was, yeah. I was at this convention. Or be into science or be a yeah, teacher yeah. or even uh-huh. a police uh-huh. officer. You could be a doctor. Or even yeah. a dog walker or even a baker. Yep. And, and so I was in the stall and, you know, I'm sitting next and I hear noises. There's the next stall over is occupied and, you know, you know, can see maybe the feet the shoes and maybe the bottom of their pants, but and you're looking. It sounds like you're really checking to see what your neighbors. Yeah, are and kinda, but kinda there's wearing. noises that were going on. This person next to me was probably suffering similarly to my condition, and we got to chatting about you know how tough it is to work these shows when you got to be you know. I always like to have a booth close to the men's in case I've got a bail, you know. And, uh, you know, you could say things. We chatted kind of intimately because when you're sitting, you can't see each other. You know, you're just in separate yeah. stalls depending and stuff. The, and it's, you're never going to see him again. So, and yeah, unless you're like really checking. The, his shoes were kind of nondescript. I couldn't. It's not the kind of thing where I'd be able to pick him out by his shoes, right? So In some of the bathrooms that I hang out mm-hmm. at, there is sort of a, I mean, there's a little, there's a little hole there. There is a space there where you can kind of see mm-hmm. the person on the other side. Well, but yeah, I, I get that that's not in every restaurant. And that's, that's well, not universal because that's, that's was, been standard for our studio now. It is. Yeah. Every single stall has that sort that of. That plus the butane. Hole there. Toilet yeah. seats. We're thinking, of, we're thinking of going electric, though. I, I think to be... Anyway, yeah, yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. You typically cannot see someone. At a normal place, you're not going to be able to see someone on the other side right. of that stall. And that that person ended up being me. Oh. Yeah, and, and the way it worked out, the way we were able to connect, you know, I was just thinking, you know, 
this guy might be interesting to, you know, get to know better, but it's kind of awkward now because we've said things that we probably wouldn't have said if we were face-to-face with someone we know. But then just as he was leaving, you know how sometimes the tail end of the toilet paper roll kind of folds down too far? And as he got up and, uh, you know, I could flushed and the thing was going on, he stepped on the end of that Mm. toilet paper and just strode out. Oh, wow. And this thing went out across the floor of the men's and out into the auditorium. And I just thought, well, I better help this guy. So I, I quick washed up my hands and went cruising out there and I followed the toilet paper. And sure enough, uh, I, I caught up with him and, and we were able to strike up a conversation. And that's yep. how we got acquainted. That's why anyway. we decided maybe we'd come on your, or wanted to at least contact you about coming on your show because, you know, like Cameron was saying, we're two just normal people. You know, and this, this issue, you know, I don't like to use formal doctor diagnosis and I'll give you, I'll give you a pass right now for being a human doctor. Thank you. People do not only give me that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, But this thing has really brought us together and really helped us to sort of move together into our friendship, Mm -hmm. you know? And so like, in a lot of ways, it's kind of been the launching off point for like my first human friend I've ever Yeah, had. like we share tips on supplements, you know, like to cut back on the anemia and all well, that. Yeah. Your, your story of meeting, it, it, it's just so interesting to me. It reminds me of how similar we are to the animals. You know, we think we're so advanced, but birds who have never met right. each other, they chirp and they can hear a bird from a mm-hmm. mile away and say, oh, that's the same species as me. That is a friend. And in that same way, you can be yeah. sitting in a stall in your bathroom next to someone and hear those special noises, that special call of your own type, of your own kind, and say, hey, this is someone who shares IBS with me. This, this loud, violent a, a, evacuation a of the, friend. the bowels. It's just so amazing. It has a specific cadence. And you can hear it yeah. and you can, that, like, it seems like you maybe wouldn't even have to use words to communicate at that point. Well, we did use words a little bit because we, we talked about, you know, obviously our specific life passions. But the, I say like the initial handshake was definitely purely flatulence. Mm-hmm. If, you know, if I can use that oh, word please. on the internet. Yeah. That's, there are so much worse words you could have used there. And I'm relieved that that's what you chose. Yeah. And that's what it's about is being relieved. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Being relieved. I mean, there it is. Bringing it up again. Well, bring it back around. So I want to know what brings you guys here today. We're really here probably just because of the I, IBS thing. Oh. Oh, you just wanted to hear the medical lesson in person. See, I for a second, I thought you wanted to, like, like maybe you had something uh, related to aliens that you wanted to share about. But it really is. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad that because sometimes we get sidetracked with that stuff. Yeah, for me, I, you know, I was just a conspiracy theorist, you know, because like, what, you know, like the conspiracy, it always starts with the questions that are unanswered, Mm -hmm. right? Like, how did JFK's head snap back on those specific frames of the Zapruder film when he was supposedly shot from behind? And then like up ahead of the motorcade was the grassy knoll. And what happened to all those people that just mysteriously perished and are now have assumed room temperature, you know? immediately or after like, and why, like why is the main we've talked about this actually on the show three or four times now but why is the main sort of 
uh, signifying point of where the grassy knoll is is just this really cheap looking yellow banner that's very small and not you know some for a major historical right uh, uh, marker you would think it would might be like a statue or some sort of plaque i think there might be maybe is a plaque and statue out there but on the grassy knoll specifically it is an ugly gross yellow banner that i drive past all the time and it makes me very happy by the way um that we haven't wasted so many like the, our tax dollars on something nice i should or, note cameron right there um so the dallas tourism office did contact us saying like we need to promote ooh. that sign so if we could just oh, yeah go see the grassy knoll sign it's yellow it looks like it's advertising a garage sale or something um i think it's there randomly too i think it's there sometimes and then they're not other times which makes me wonder who is who is setting that up Mm-hmm. are my tax right. dollars going towards paying for someone to put that up and take it down maybe on a windy uh, I'm day sorry. because it definitely won't be able to sustain on a windy day. I need day. to read a little bit of the ad copy there because yeah so maintenance does put up sign occasionally okay just so that clears that up and your tax dollars are fortunately yes going towards paying that maintenance guy to occasionally put up that sign I just want to so now there's no confusion. Taxes. We all know we can go there and love the, you know, the, this aspect of Dallas tourism. Oh, okay. that's if you so, want to sort of put yourself into a place that you're actually physically giving the governments of the world any of your money. You know. Yeah. I prefer yeah. to deal. I prefer to deal in, you know, um, like those rocks you can find on the side of the road that are kind of see through. The kind of there's green ones and brown ones you can kind of see through them. I've seen them, but I think they're frogs. Oh yeah, like for a while. No, they're rock. They're hard. They're hard rocks. You can kind of see through them. Sometimes they they come in. They're really large, and sometimes they have bits of paper stuck to them. But I clean those off, and I I turn them into round coins, and I pay, I pay at diners. I pay uh, for gas for my car for, with that. Some people tell me this is just glass from bottles, mm-hmm. but right. I tell them like it says it says Bud. You can clearly see the B from a Bud Light. Yeah, or insignia. B for bucks. Uh, but I'm just waiting, you know, for eventually once the our founders come back. That's what I'm waiting for. Once they come back, they'll will hopefully uh, Leroy and I will be together um, at some capacity, hanging out. Um, but I mean, are are they actually going to come back? Because I mean, they. It sounds like they set up shop by creating the world, as you're saying, and all of us, right? And then just sort of bolted like millions of years ago, right? Well, here's the thing: if you if you look at the astrological evidence, oh, right, we're okay. due in yeah, like I didn't see that about a two hundred years. We're due for so, uh, like an alignment, like a real serious alignment. And I think that if we were to start work right now and we were to build another pyramid, I have all the designs on my website. If we were to build another pyramid, um, we couldn't really build it to the same spec that the pyramids have been built. But if we were to build another one at an exact 45 degree angle mm-hmm. from the main large pyramid, we could draw them back a hundred years sooner. And that's, that's actually one of the reasons I wanted to come on here is so that I could promote the idea of, hey, guys, let's show up to Egypt and say, we're going to build another pyramid. That's what we're going to do now. Now, now, can you use the Memphis pyramid that used to be like a basketball 
arena oh. and now it is a gigantic bass pro shop because i i, I want to say there yeah because I'm, I'm very in, all about I affordable housing for immigrants i know you're you're obviously jeremy you're very pro-immigration and so i i right. wouldn't just want to throw my endorsement there because yeah if if they already have this pyramid of memphis that'll be perfect for these refugees yeah, it was either, I mean, it used to be, maybe it was for the Grizzlies originally. It was originally, I know, like an actual basketball arena. And then now it's really? a Bass Pro Shop that has a bowling alley in it, I believe. Is it made out of 40-ton granite slabs? or? Ooh, no, it's all made out of glass, <sighs> which means if you're driving at the perfect angle at the perfect time of day, it just sort of reflects the sun at you and the blinds entire- you and is definitely dangerous. So that could to be, be a valuable, you know, if we were to... to sort of get it right so that it were to reflect back up into space we might be able to get ta- uh, like flag a probe ship that's an interesting theory i'll have to travel to memphis to see to see um what uh that was really interesting what i can do with theory. that yeah good good thinking cameron for the probe signaling yeah, probe yeah it does say yeah. that they only spent 65 million dollars on uh, it is that okay is that enough money to, uh, of probably um, taxpayer money to have spent on a on a giant no, pyramid. No, I think, you know, I think we've got to be in at least the billion dollar range in order to like really uh, turn the no, lights on, yeah. you know? It's, it's got to be one yeah, of those things. It's a matter of how much money you spend, not necessarily the product that you get from that. Right. Like the ancient Egyptians did it and they got, they got the, you know, they got the aliens to come and teach them how to build things out of stone. You know, they built the big pyramid the ancient Egypt, the, the the aliens came down, taught them how to build the pyramids, and you know, bing bang boom, they, there they were. They uh, they did it, did it just fine. Yeah. Well, and doctor to Doctor London's point, like the importance of spending a lot of money, like who cares the outcome or the product or anything. Right. That's why one of the reasons I really really love NFTs is because it allows me to put my hard earned cash into just into just not into just absolutely nothing it's like i'm putting it mm-hmm. into my computer and leaving it there and that i mean really really makes me feel i mean i'll say it horny <laughs> thank you for saying that yeah yeah i could tell you were you had reservations but you did go ahead and go for it i'm just trying to be honest on this yeah show. that's why i love nfts and so i and i I feel like we're on such a good track here and we're, we are about to crack this nut of how to signal the aliens and possibly also to solve uh, the mystery of what happened to JFK. But I can't help but feel like we got chores to do and it's it's just kind of hanging over my head. Oh, really? We do. All right. Yeah. Let me, I'm always willing to help uh, help out with whatever needs done. So yeah, let me, let me explain to any new listeners what we are talking about. Dr. London and I have unfortunately been neglecting all of our chores for a few months. Now. Oh, yeah. Uh, basically, when did The Sopranos start? Was that 1999? That was the last time we did a chore mm-hmm. because then The Sopranos started and then Lost started and it sort of daisy chained and it, it's just a whole thing. We have been neglecting everything on our to do list for a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. And so we came up with a creative idea. Let's make a chore wheel that we spin every single week in whatever it lands on. That is a chore that we have to do. And Dr. London, even if that means shaving your sandwich, well, that's you have to do it. it that's just because it's really growing so well now that I almost don't want to anymore. You can I just know, put it I'm off. Just, I'm just saying if the, if the chore wheel lands on it, 
Yeah, no, I, you've I do have to. No, I get, I get, I read, I read the contract. I, I signed. Okay. But if we, Jeremy and Leroy, if you guys could actually spin the wheel for us, that would be, you can see this gigantic wheel in the studio with us. If, you, if one of you just hops up there and just gives it a whole spinny-roo. All right. So the chore is, of course, to share your perfect hot cocoa recipe for staying warm in the winter. Ah, uh, yes. So... Uh, let me explain exactly what happened here. Mm -hmm. The mayor, who we are sort of, uh, constantly being bossed around by, yeah. the mayor is constantly making us do stuff for him. And he came up with this fun wintertime cookbook, and he has been unable to come up with a single hot cocoa recipe, which, how are you going to have that in a wintertime? Yeah. Or how are you not going to have that in a wintertime cookbook? So this is where he emailed us and he said, guys, I need like four solid hot cocoa recipes for this dang And book. he was panting and he, while he said it, like he had been running or exercise, something where like it was a very, it sounded urgent, possibly emergent. Yeah, it sounded like an emergency. Yeah. And so we got to come up with a few hot cocoa recipes or not really just come up with, but also just share one if you already have one. Like I, I already have one, Dr. London. I, okay. I have one that, I've it's actually been passed down from um, one of my friends who, and it was passed down to him from one of his friends and it was passed on to him from one of his like college roommates. Wow. So it's, sort it's a family from, tradition from yes. From just generation to generation like that. And so what you do is you take a candy bar and you melt it down. So instead of just taking like, you know, hot cocoa powder mm -hmm. or whatever, you're taking a candy bar. Oh, sorry. You're taking a bunch of Jolly Ranchers. Okay. I, I forgot to specify the candy yeah. bar. And you're going you're gonna to stick Smaller that candy right bars. in the microwave. Yeah. Smaller candy bars. You're going to stick that right in the microwave until it makes a sort of goopy juice. Then you're going to pour that goopy juice just right into sort of a vat of butter. Okay. Then you're going to stick that butter and you're going to stick that in the oven for like two or three days. Okay. Are you going to turn the oven on? No, you're just it's just there for safekeeping so you don't forget about okay. it. Okay. Cuz for me if I stick it somewhere else I'm just going to forget about it, but if I know that it's in my oven, I know I will get to it later. Yeah, it's where you keep your taxes, like keep, you keep everything. Yeah, it's where I keep a lot of different things. And then you just after the 3 4 days or however long, you know, cuz you probably have forgotten about it actually at this point, so maybe it's longer than 3 or 4 days. You take it out. And then, Dr. Lennon, it's, it's sort of become this congealed uh, soup mess because it's not cold. So it hasn't actually congealed, but it's just sort of not fully melted either mm -hmm. because it's just sort of room temperature. So it's just sort of a chunky mess. Yeah. And then, Dr. Lennon, you, with your finger, you can draw a smiley face in there in sort of the goopy mess. In the hot or chocolate? Or you can draw... Yeah, this is the the hot chocolate, which is sort of a semi-melted Jolly Ranchers and semi-melted butter. Okay, so this is sort of like latte art. Sitting in the oven for three yeah, days. Yeah, this is a latte art portion sort of of the hot chocolate process. Or it's almost like putting your finger into a bar of soap. Like, I, I feel like, uh, like my a, comparison... A melting bar of soap. I feel like my comparison was like maybe a little bit more apt, but go ahead. Or is that it? No, just you can just draw whatever you want, okay. and that's your hot chocolate. Okay. 
Uh, all right, well, you, I, I, you really should not drink this or eat it, though. Again, I, I'm sort of confused. I don't know what the state is at this point. If how much of it is liquid and how much of it has become a solid. Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, because it seems like the butter left out is going to become more liquidy, but on the other hand, the heated down Jolly Ranchers left out is going to become more solid. Yeah. And so it becomes this sort of like, again, like sort of just a goopy, lumpy mess. Yeah. That you can draw whatever you want. You can spell, you can put your friends' names in there. That's what I always do is I put all of my friends' names in there. That's great. Yeah. Just drawing in there with my finger. That's really fun. Hot chocolate. That's a fun winter activity too. So drawing all your friends' names, your obviously the Mm -hmm. the inherited friends. Uh, All right. uh, Jeremy, Harold, do any of you have, um, or both of you have recipes? I I was thinking something a little bit more, um, you know, a little quicker, you know. Okay. Oh, yeah. Warm up some milk and dump some chocolate in, but don't forget the marshmallows. But I'm curious about this congealed mess that we've been talking about. Is that going to have a, am I going to have a problem with my ulcerative colitis here? Or? Oh, I mean, again, I would say, yeah. I would suggest really not consuming it at all. I, it will make you sick, well, but it's great for drawing your friends' names. I think it. if you draw your friends' names in it, that I do not believe that that specifically would exacerbate the ulcerative colitis, uh, unless that, Unless that activity stresses you out a whole lot, that in that in which case it might have yeah. such an effect. It does. You know how uh, uh, police officers love to say that like touching fentanyl makes you poisoned by fentanyl? There definitely is sort of a similar effect when you touch... Well, it's the Jolly Ranchers, yeah. The hot cocoa. The hit. So you, you shouldn't touch it. Honestly, I wouldn't open your oven again after you've stuck it in there the first time because you don't want to breathe in those fumes either. But in any case, Harold, thank you for your your point of because uh, the mayor did not know about the uh, the what the milk hot water uh, and hot cocoa mix. He didn't know about that recipe, so that's actually really good. We'll write that down. Yeah, we can add that in there, Doctor Linda. Do you have anything? Yeah, yeah. So, um, family recipe or something. Yeah. So this. Uh, wh- also passed down from um uh i went on a cruise and uh yes and there was a man there who said come child let me show you how to make this and so uh when and this is i guess i should say going on a cruise is sort of your birthright yeah it's just how i travel like that's how i get around people sort of of a jewish lineage will travel back will travel to israel as sort of a birthright trip you going on a cruise to, well, where does it even, does it go anywhere or does it just sit at the dock? But you've always described this as sort of your birthright. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just basically commuting by cruise wherever I'm going to go. That's, that's it. Like, it, it's not about the destination, oh, it is about the journey. It's the passage of your people. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, because we had to pass across oceans back in the past. Immigration, I don't know if you remember the pyramids. Anyway, so, um, we, uh, so, so this old man, he pulled me over and he said, here, this is how you make it. And so. Was that a police officer that pulled you over? I can tell you how to make them leave you alone. If a police officer pulls you over, the first thing you do is you throw your keys out of the car. You're not legally okay. driving. Well, I got to stop you there. Cause oh, wow. it has happened to me. Yes. But this was definitely on a cruise ship and they, they don't give me the keys oh. anymore. Oh, I, I suppose it might be different for boats. Well, 
I think it works the one time I got to try it because I did throw the keys off the boat. Ah. But then the Coast Guard did, you know, have to rescue us. Um, yeah, security ah. on a cruise ship is Coast Guard also. Yeah. So, uh, but so to your point, yes, I, I think it worked because the police officer kind of stopped focusing on me so much and tried to solve a larger problem at that point which is the missing keys yeah yeah um or sinking keys you could yeah say. he he dove in quick and i whew. but um in any case so the old man showed me and it was a matter of putting a mug under the uh hot chocolate dispenser and you just push the hot the, uh-huh. the button to make it dispense the hot chocolate oh, oh it was so wow. and he was right like the these older people you got to listen because there was so much wisdom yeah. in that he said, like, this is really well, how some you of do these it. old traditions. Every everyone today is like, oh, is it on my phone? I don't care if it's not on my phone. Yeah. But when you sort of listen to these old traditions of, of you know, your grandparents and their cram- mm-hmm. grandparents of, you know, pressing the button on a Keurig machine. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, that's the sort of stuff that makes you remember who you really are and where you came yeah. from, which for Dr. London is mostly a cruise, cruise. ship. Yeah. I'm sorry, uh, Jeremy. Well, that's great. Uh, yes. Do, do you happen to well, have any hot cocoa? I, um, you know, I, we're all adults here. I, I like to begin Ooh. my hot chocolate experience with uh, just um, three ounces okay. put back quick. You know, three, three good shots put back quick of sure. whatever I can find laying like around. Mayonnaise. Um, you know. Whiskey, whatever it is. Yeah, mayonnaise or whiskey, either uh, one. Yeah, mayonnaise, whiskey, you know, mayonnaise, uh, man, whiskey, uh, you know, mayonnaise yeah. mixed with whiskey. Mm-hmm. Mouthwash, um, rubbing alcohol, just like whatever's right. around. Cough Lysol, syrup. whatever. You know, uh, just something to get get you in the brain, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. get you outside of yourself and get you connected with the sky probes. So, um, so three ounces in addition to whatever. Th- is already in the cup. Right. Right. That's just the to get you into the place of making your hot chocolate. Okay. And I don't really I don't really use chocolate. You know, my my amalgamation that I call hot chocolate because it's warm and dark. Mm-hmm. Um I just call it that because it's a fun memory, you know. Right. But I swore off of commercial goods long ago. So um you know, I don't really play into the capitalist system. So I, I don't, you know, milk, all my milk is, you know, uh, I, I get my, I take my own milk, uh, from other, you know, from animals yeah. in the wild. No, we are, we aren't in a commercialism um, or capitalism either, but we do need to say one more message about, uh, the, the Dallas tourism. So it's so great there, but there is this sign and the sign has fallen down. So, um, just whenever you yeah. come to Dallas and you're looking for it, bear that in mind that someone's working on it. Oh, and now nowadays you have the bonus of QAnon people just sort of milling about mm-hmm. there every single day and is f- tolerated by the city and police for some reason. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a, a kind of fun bonus that you get while you get to hang around this sort of yard sale looking sign. And so the sign is under construction, basically. It's, it's not up currently. Oh, it looks exactly like an under construction sign. Absolutely. All right. I'm, and I'm sorry, Jeremy, to interrupt that. but uh, It's fine. 
It's fine. I understand. You know, I plug my things. You guys have to plug your things. You guys are enslaved to a a corporate system, you know, where I'm free. It's all right. I, I'm not offended at all. Oh, I, you know I didn't expect it. Like I said, we're not, we're, we are anti-capitalism. We're anti-commercialism. So we're yeah. on the same exact precise page. Oh. Um, anyway. Okay. I mean, I was But we love I our sponsors. I thought you we were love... sponsor. People were sponsoring you, so. Yeah, I mean, you know. Well, it's because we love of our course, sponsors. We love Mi- we love Mr. Oh. Murphy's Murder Mansion, and it's a fun game. And it's yeah, a fun I was game interested by that. Your... I'd like some information about that. Well, oh um, sure. Do you want the contact information to order yourself a, a yes. set, a kit? Yeah, I was thinking the six, the six, sixty dollar one. Yeah, number two. Yes, that's yes. yeah number two. That's um, the do it yourself version. E- extra. Yes. Yeah, it costs extra because um. it's gonna get a little gritty, but uh, you get yeah. more. Yeah, I mean, just. I think you just go to their website and just use the promo code JockDoc mm-hmm. or also London Kills, right? Yeah. Because I thought that was a fun one because it's murdery and you have, you know, you've killed a patient before. Yes. Not, well, it's, uh, so it's time to destroy the chore wheel. Um, it's time to what? Destroy the chore wheel. We got it. Speaking of killing oh. someone. Uh, so yeah, we do every week after we finish up our chores, we destroy the chore wheel. Because otherwise, because we've, we'd be you know, like just crossing out one, and it would look bad. Oh gosh, it would look terrible. So, uh, I mean, how do you want to do this, London? Um, I guess you know what, I'll do it this week. We always make the guests do it, okay. but I'm strong enough. I could. So uh, yeah. Okay, so I'm just. I guess. All right. And just, so I'll just, I, I, okay. Oh, wow, he's struggling gonna, even to stand up out what? of his chair. Do you yeah. need some help? I just, I, he said he's strong enough. It's, this seems just, important to okay, him. I, just, I can help you. I can help you if you want help. If you want. Yeah, I'll if help. If you feel like it. Yeah, you got to make it seem like it's your idea, not because he needs help. Yeah, no, if you want, like. You know, I'm willing to help out. Okay, yeah. So we just have to destroy this. I'm gonna take an. I'm gonna lay down for a second. Oh I'm... wow, he took. All right, no, out. yeah, that's fine. You did it. You did a good. You you uh you loosened it up. You loosened it up for me. You did a really good job, London. Thanks, guy. <clears throat> I'm old. I'm sitting this one out. Just saying. Do I just push it over? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it. You just have to push it over. That's. It's not. It's not even really that heavy. Oh, yeah, he tumbled it, and there it goes. Oh, okay. Kind of just tapped it, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I guess that's why we have the guests wow. do it. Cause they, that was satisfying. That, that's, why, that's why we pick our guests. It's, it's, not, it's no. not a me thing. Um, so, well, thank you so much for being on the, the podcast. Uh, let's see. Well, is there any way for um, any, anyone listening to keep up with you or anyone you're a fan of? I have a cousin. Well, yes, I have a, I have a cousin who has a podcast. Um, it's... Oh. Wait, it gets better. It's a it's a podcast like this one, con- full of conversations and stories. Um, oh wow! Oh great! Um, right. Is there uh, so I they just search for that on any uh, podcast app? Any 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 system where you can find podcasts, you'll be able to find it. I appear there sometimes, sometimes not. Maybe so. And what was it called again? Wait, it gets better. Wait, it gets better. Okay. Yep. Uh, it's on that. Twitter. At at gets better cast. Okay. Or you can just email them if you want. Oh and, yeah. That's and that's just by coincidence, I, I my cousin to... is sometimes on that 
podcast too. Your cousin is also on sometimes that pod- just by a coincidence. Yeah. Huh. If you wanted to just get it delivered to you by email, you could just tell me, and I would oh, tell email them, and they would just email you an episode. Yeah, that Any- then that is how I subscribe to podcasts. Typically, is I sort of I'll text. Uh, yeah. you know Scott Ackerman and say, "Hey, can you forward me the most recent comedy bang bang?" Mm-hmm. That that's a method I've heard. Yeah. Um, well, and it's just it's simpler. It's it's direct, and we kind of like to be direct in our communication. Yeah. That's all. Uh, all right. For sure. So, um, wait, it gets better. And what is uh, what's that podcast about? Basically, it's an improvisational storytelling podcast. Uh, the people who participate in it, uh, like to draw story elements of a pre a list sort of randomly they think about it for about a week and then they come together and try to combine them so there might be a one person might have hero one person might have villain one person might have wise old woman one person might have deus ex machina one person might have unique artifact and we just try to combine them and they try to combine them into sort of an interesting compelling story okay sweet basically we're good at coming up with ideas and not good at executing them into full short stories we meaning your cousins yeah yes sorry the they they they're they're good at that sure all right well thank you so much to uh to jeremy jones l or leroy harold oswald uh our producer cameron thank you to digital house one of the reasons I really, really love NFTs, NFTs is because it allows me to put my hard-earned cash into absolutely nothing. It's like I'm putting it into my computer and leaving it there. And that, I mean, really, really makes me feel, I mean, I'll say it, horny. horny. I feel like we're on such a good track here, and we're we are about to crack here. I feel like we're on such a good track here. We are about to crack this nut. But we are about to crack this nut. But the conspiracy it always starts with the questions that are unanswered, right? Like how did JFK's head snap back? when he was supposedly shot from behind and then like up ahead of the motorcade was the grassy knoll and what happened to all those people that just mysteriously perished?